In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. How would you like to worry less about money and, and just run your business and do what you do and maybe even enjoy a few extra perks along the way? Well, that's what we're here to explore today. You know, think about Olympic athletes or any athlete really as an example. Nowadays, an athlete rarely engages in sport without their sponsor's logos. You just plastered on every article of clothing. In fact, Back in 2002, Michael Jordan made $105 million in a three-year contract as a walking billboard for Nike. Imagine that. And that was back in 2002. I mean, 11 years ago. Hello. And, and it was all by simply playing the game he loved, right? He was doing what he loved and made a lot of extra money outside of his very generous um, contract with the Bulls. Now, I know you probably know Michael Jordan, right? But there's room in these corporate marketing budgets for all sorts of sponsorships. In fact, today's guest will tell us that companies are spending more money on sponsorships each and every year, even in this economy, and that they're going to spend over, get this, $18 billion on sponsorships alone just in this year. Why not get on board, right? Could this be a way for you to bring additional revenue and, and some other perks into your business? Well, you're about to find out. Linda Hollander is the industry leader in teaching entrepreneurs about corporate sponsorships. She's also the author of the number one best-selling book, Bags to Riches, Seven Success Secrets for Women in Business. And Linda's the founder of the Women's Small Business Expo and the CEO of Sponsor Concierge. Now, we're learning from a true expert here, okay, because Linda's sponsors include Microsoft, Wells Fargo, Dun & Bradstreet, Epson, Citibank, FedEx, American Airlines, Staples, Smith Barney, Walmart, Bank of America, and IBM. Imagine what that would do for a business. So I would, I'm very, very excited to welcome Linda Hollander to the Million Dollar Mindset. Hey, Linda. Hi, Marla. Great to be here. 
Well, I've been telling everyone about this show because it's it's just such an exciting thought. You know, as a business coach, I work with entrepreneurs who have struggled for way, way too long. And, you know, many of them just may fit into this category where where they are a good fit for a corporate sponsor. So, Linda, before we get into all those wonderful and fascinating tips that you have, tell us a little bit about how you got into this whole thing. What a novel niche you have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> (laughs) And I want to tell everybody out there that I'm kind of just like you. I'm a speaker. I'm an author. I'm a coach. uh, I, you know, have a a small business. And uh, when I just started out uh, getting corporate sponsors 12 years ago, I actually had a kitchen table business where it was kind of Mm -hmm. just me. and, And actually, it was just me and the cat. I was sharing the table with the cat. And I had no employees, no following, no experience, and my very first sponsors were IBM, Walmart, and Bank of America. And what I did was I sold them on the concept of what I was doing, and that's what you can do with your corporate sponsors. You could sell them on the concept. So I want people to just kind of, you know, stay tuned and be present for the information that we're going to give because a lot of people, before they talk to me, think, oh, God, you know, my business is too small. I'm just starting out. You know, this is too sophisticated. I don't know about corporate sponsorships. And, you know, that that is just a myth that I'm going to totally explode uh, today <laughs> uh, when I talk to you because, you know, you can't get any smaller than I was. You can't get any more less experienced uh, than I was, and I'm going to tell you how to get corporate sponsors, like even if you're just starting out. But basically, my story uh, is that uh, I started a business, uh, like all of you, and you've got mostly entrepreneurs listening, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so I mean, I started a business, but before I started this business, you know, uh, I was an employee, and like a lot of you, my soul was just absolutely crying out because I had the fire of an entrepreneur, but I was stuck in this dead-end job working with people I didn't like. I live in Los Angeles. I had to fight traffic to get to my office in the morning. Uh, and even though I was working, there were bills I could never, ever afford to pay. So I'm living in this little rent-controlled apartment. And, you know, when you live in an apartment, you go down and you open your mailbox with a key. And my hand would literally shake when I opened that mailbox. Oh. oh, I mean, it was just a constant reminder, you know, that I failed financially, basically. I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, because even if I stayed working, you know, I, could, I couldn't really advance myself and, and really attain, you know, the kind of, of success that I wanted to in my life, really make a difference in other people's lives. And that was so important to me. Uh, and then uh, on a personal level, uh, I was in a relationship with an abusive man and stayed in that relationship for four and a half years oh. because my self-confidence was just so low. And, and you know, uh, <laughs> everything, you know, that I, all my self-worth was taken from me. My goodness. Well, this Marla, is this, you know, this show, this show is uh, called The Million Dollar Mindset. And I can tell, Linda, that you really developed a mindset coming out of all of that to do everything you've done. Good grief. Thankfully, I did. And, you know, it wasn't overnight. But uh, one day I did have an epiphany. 
And, you know, I said, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm not going to be part of somebody else's plan. Uh, I'm going to live my life, and I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I'm going to be the master of my life. So I had the cat on my lap, and I called my best friend, Cheryl, and I said, Cheryl, do you want to take the biggest adventure ride of our lives together and start a business? So we did. We started a business-making shopping bags, and uh, that's how I got the brand name of Wealthy Bag Lady. Uh, because uh, we had clients like Disney and Sears and Mattel and Nissan and grew it to a multi-million dollar business. And uh, so I wanted to start a women's small business expo because I wanted to show other women to do what I had done, to become empowered financially through entrepreneurship. And incidentally, uh, I dumped this abusive boyfriend and with three and a half... (laughs) within three and a half weeks met my husband and it was because (laughs) i it was because you know i was a different person i had confidence i i had hope for the future i had my own business and you know what that does to you you know you walk a little taller you you think differently um and i wanted other women to experience that so i had to start the women's small business expo but then I had to pay for it. <laughs> and, yeah, imagine uh, that. <laughs> so I noticed uh, that other women's business conferences were sponsored. And I looked at the sponsors and I said, I think I can do this. And so I called uh, the companies and said, would, you know, would you like to play in the sandbox with me? And I can connect you to the biggest spending block on the planet, which is women. Uh, and, and I want all of you guys on the line, all of you men, to stay with me because I'm going to be talking now and then about the women's market because, you know, that's what I've been working with for over 20 years. But what I'm going to say about sponsorship is universal to everybody listening. So uh, the, the smart company said, sure, and they gave me money. They opened up their checkbooks for me, and I said, this is pretty cool. And then everybody noticed what I was doing and said, can you teach me how to get corporate sponsors? And that's how I've done sponsor training for over 12 years. Well, that's an amazing story. I mean, you are such a creative mind, Linda, obviously. How do we know? Well, I'm sure we'll get to this, but, you know, as you said at the top there, that we don't know if our businesses are right for sponsorships. What kind of business is most ideal for approaching corporations as um, sponsors? Okay, well, you in the introduction, you talked about the sports field, and, you know, we, we mm-hmm. the sports is the most visible form of sponsorship because, you know, it's, it's it's out there. It's in your face, sports sponsorship. And we've been hearing a lot about sports sponsorship, the good and the bad about it. Uh, so, yeah. you know, there, there is a lot that takes place in sports, but a lot of people who are non-sports properties like you and me, you know, are also very successful with getting funded. And I'll give you a couple of businesses. And if I don't mention the type of business that you have, you know, don't don't say, oh, well, then I don't qualify. I'm just going to mention a couple businesses, the ones that my company works with a lot. You know, first of all, there is the small business owner. You know, small businesses are, can get sponsors because you can connect a company with people who buy things. And write this down. This is the simplest definition of corporate sponsors, that if you can connect a company with people who buy things, you can get sponsors because that's what they want and that's what they pay you for. Uh, they want to grow their company, and they want to be connected <laughs> to somebody mm-hmm. who uh, has purchasing power. 
So small businesses are eligible for corporate sponsors. Event producers are eligible for corporate sponsors. You know, you heard my story about how I wanted to produce an event. And every for 10 years, the Women's Small Business Expo was sponsored every year by, by, by sponsors. Some of them had multi-year contracts for three, four years, which I could talk about if we have time, how you could get multi-year contracts from sponsors. Lynn. Linda, we're going to come back to that in just a minute because we already have our first break coming up. My goodness. So everyone, um, Linda's interview at Inc. Magazine went online today, live at Inc. So make sure to visit Inc.com backslash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and you'll see that seven tips on securing a, a corporate sponsor. Some wonderful information there. We'll see you back here in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here with Linda Hollander, who said... 
and traditional advertising. So folks, there's a growing budget out there. Let's learn more about how to tap into this opportunity and who is uh, best suited for this opportunity. Going into break, Linda, you had mentioned so far small businesses and event planners. Who else can jump on board here? Okay, I'm going to go really fast here because we've got a lot to cover. Yeah. Um, if you're a coach, if you're a, any kind of a self-help expert, uh, including health and wellness, business, personal development, you can get sponsors because you can connect the companies with uh, amazing demographics of people who buy things. And we'll talk a little bit about demographics. Uh, if you have uh, some kind of a media vehicle, a magazine, a podcast like this, uh, you know, something like a blog, something that gets the word out for people, you can get corporate sponsors. Uh, if you are a nonprofit charity, I want to talk about this too because okay. a lot of our clients are charities and causes, and causes have gone up about 40% in the last couple of years. And the really savvy nonprofits like Susan G. Komen and Make a Wish Foundation have really mastered the art of corporate sponsors, and they are absolutely flush right now where a lot of uh, you know charities are struggling. They have money. And then lastly, social entrepreneurs, and these are the kinds of businesses that change and transform people's lives for the better, like your business, you know, because we are all in different businesses, but a lot of us and most of us probably are in the life-changing business, so we call those social entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So if you fall under any of these categories, and like I said, there may be some I didn't mention in the interest of time, you can get corporate sponsors. Fabulous. So that's a quite a long list. Just about anybody could um, make some part of their business at least fall into that list. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so tell us, Linda. We're, we're going to talk about how to how to get a corporate sponsor. A lot of that is covered over in our article over at Inc.com as well. Uh, tell us first what these sponsors want back from us. That was one question I got from, from a reader today. What do they want back from us? I know you said connecting them with, with audiences and people who buy. What else do they want from us? Okay. Uh, well, what sponsors want is that's what they want. They want to broaden their customer base because no matter how big a, a company is, they're always looking for more customers because there's what's called a natural attrition in companies. Like every year, you know, the company is not going to keep all of their customers or clients. They're going to lose some for one reason or another. So they always have to be building their customer base. They want you to educate people about their products and about their services. So that's another thing they want is the education and marketing and promotion of that particular company. And don't worry, because sponsors do not want to be obnoxious. They don't want to be <laughs> in your face. You don't have to wear the shirt and wear it to bed <laughs> or anything. You know, they want to be subtle. You know, the best sponsorships are, are sponsorships that are done very elegantly and gracefully. Um, and that's, you know, usually what they want. They don't want to just be totally in your face because they know that turns people off. Uh, they want to encourage brand loyalty uh, because, you know, you could get a customer, uh, but you want them to keep purchasing from your particular brand. Uh, let's see, I had FedEx as a sponsor, 
And a lot of people make the mistake of thinking, oh, well, I'm going to promise the, cut, the, the sponsor to put their logo on my website or give them signage or whatever. You know, everybody knows FedEx. Everybody knows, you know, a lot of the companies that you've mentioned that I've worked with, IBM, Bank of America, they don't really need brand identity because everybody knows those companies, but they want loyalty. Uh, so let's, you know, in the case of FedEx, you know, they didn't want just, you know, signage and, and, and hyperlinks on the, on the website. They wanted a speaking opportunity, not a long one, but a short one, just to tell the entrepreneurs that they have low-cost services just like their competition because they wanted to get into the small business market. Mm. So they want that. And then, of course, you know, the last thing that I always stress with my clients and my students is to drive sales. That is what it's all about. Uh, They want to drive more sales. Mm-hmm. So let's take the example of a coach, okay? And that's someone you mentioned, and I'm a coach. So um, I happen to be doing an event coming up very shortly. So I have those things to offer to a sponsor. But if I weren't doing such an event, what, what venues would I use to offer those types of things to a sponsor? Okay, well, let's get some specific uh, sponsor benefits. I'll give okay. you some specific things that you can offer your sponsors. Okay. One of them is VIP privileges if you're having an event. So if you're having an event, you know, you have a VIP host, you seat them at a VIP table, uh, they maybe get first for food, they get a meet and greet with whoever your speaker is. VIP privileges and hospitality is just a really great benefit. You can be a spokesperson for a company, and those people out there that are coaches, check into becoming a spokesperson because spokespeople are paid very well, and as being a spokesperson is just so much fun. Uh, and as a spokesperson, you do radio interviews for that uh, company. Uh, you may they may fly you to a trade show, and you speak on behalf of that company. Uh, so you can do that. You can do an award presentation for that company. You could print up an award, uh, and then do a presentation and have a photographer take a picture. Uh, you could do press releases for your sponsor. And you notice, Marla, that everything that I'm telling you is no cost or low cost because mm-hmm. a press release, there's services on the Internet where you could do a press release very inexpensively. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not even going out, you know, I'm not even talking about putting the hyperlink on your website, like I said before, because you could do that. I just said it's not the ultimate be-all and end-all of sponsorships. And then lastly, we'll we'll talk about, on-site sales if you're having an event. The sponsor could come, have an exhibitor opportunity, do on-site sales, do what's called sampling, do some couponing. So you'll see this kind of at the marathons or at community events where they'll hand out maybe some yogurt and then they'll hand out a coupon so you could buy that yogurt in your local market and and drive you to the retail sales of that particular yogurt. Uh, When I was working for Staples, uh, Staples was my sponsor. They gave out coupons, and that drove people to either uh, the the retail location or the online location because they got a a discount on a coupon. Uh, So those are some things that you could offer sponsors real quickly. Mm, That's a great list. Okay, so, Linda, how do we do it? How do we get them? How do we lure them in? (laughs) So, first of all, you need to, to write a sponsor proposal. Now, with sponsors, you get the money. You don't have to pay back. Everything's wonderful. You get relief from, you know, the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship because as entrepreneurs, you know, we've got some months that are great and, and the, 
there's rainbows and, you know, the birds are yeah. singing and, you know, the money is coming. And then there's other months where we are struggling to pay our expenses. So, you know, it's nice to have the revenue from sponsors. So you get that. But you do need to write a proposal. And that's everybody asked me, like, how did you get these great sponsors You know, when you didn't even have an event, I hadn't even done an event in my life when I got Bank of America, IBM, and Walmart. So the the way I did it was I wrote a great sponsor proposal. Now, do you want to hear what goes in the sponsor proposal? Of course we do. Are you kidding? I've got my pen in hand, girl. How much time do we have before our next break? (laughs) Um, Probably about four minutes. Okay. Well, so what goes in the sponsor proposal What goes in there are the goals for your sponsors, you know, and the goals for your sponsors are not your goals, but the goals for your sponsors. So you're going to remember when I said earlier they want to drive sales, they want to grow their customer base, Mm -hmm. uh, they want brand loyalty, they want you to educate people about their products and services. That's what you're going to write. You're going to write, Mr. or Ms. Sponsor, here are my goals. I'm going to educate people about your products. I'm going to increase your brand loyalty. I'm going to drive, help drive your sales, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you put your goals in there. You put the story in there, your story. Remember when I told you my story in the beginning? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're going to put a story like that in your proposal, and that's how my company does proposals that nobody else does, is that you're going to have a human quality to your proposal because I have never had a company sponsor me. I've had a, a human being in that company sponsor me and open their checkbook because there was some kind of human emotional connection to my story and my mission. Mm -hmm. So you're going to write your story in there and you're going to be, you know, pretty, pretty vulnerable in your story because that's what's going to make your sponsor proposal stand out among everybody else's because everybody else sends in the sponsor proposal. If they take the time to do it, they'll put together a proposal and they're going to say, well, I'm going to impress this company and they'll put together facts and figures and it's going to be dry and it's going to be boring. So we put stories in the sponsor proposal. We put photographs. We've even put cartoons in a sponsor proposal. Anything to give to let them see your humanity. Mm-hmm. You're going to put those sponsor benefits that I just told you about, and those were just a few of the sponsor benefits, if you can remember them. I know I talk fast, yep. but <laughs> we're going to go over a lot here. You're going to put media opportunities. Remember when I said you could do you know, press releases and all that stuff? Any right. media opportunities that you can offer the sponsor. And then lastly, you're going to put the money. You're going to ask for money. Oh, no, isn't that scary? Yeah, you're going to do it. So here's what you're going to ask for. Um, most of my uh, clients and my students get between $10,000 and $100,000 per year from their sponsors. So here are the different levels that usually people can ask for when they're just beginning uh, to get their feet wet in the sponsor world. Okay, Linda, and before we go into all those wonderful levels, we've just just got about 30 seconds until break. So uh, I'd like to let our audience know where they can find you at WealthyBagLady.com. And Linda has all sorts of fabulous uh, programs and opportunities there because if you're like me, you're sitting here saying, okay, I want somebody to hold my hand. All this (laughs) sounds really clear, but I, I want somebody to hold my hand. And Linda is certainly the person to do that. 
that. So make sure to to go on and 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 check out all the products and services that Linda has at wealthybaggedlady.com. And this is Marla Tabaka. You'll find me at marlatabaka.com and we'll be back with you here in just a couple of minutes. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for smart health with your host, Dr. Glenn Mia. Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Smart Health is a one-hour program dedicated to discussions, interviews, and news in the ever-changing world of medicine. Information leads to smart choices, and smart choices lead to a healthier lifestyle. That's the quote of host and broadcast journalist Dr. Glenn Mia, M.D. This magazine-style radio show is a fast-paced program bringing together medical experts, authors, and patients to examine what works and what doesn't in staying healthy. Dr. Glenn Mia is a board-certified physician in pediatrics and internal medicine. His philosophy to wellness starts with an investment. He says proper nutrition, rest, and exercise are the best personal investments to maintaining good health. So join us for Smart Health with Dr. Glenn Mia. Fridays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here today with Linda Hollander, the industry expert leader in teaching entrepreneurs about corporate sponsorships. And Linda, going into break, we were talking about the big ask. How do we ask these people for money and how much? <laughs> and how much money you can make yes. of it. Yes. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll continue. Here's what you're going to ask for. You are going to ask for 10000 25000 50000 and $100,000 per year from your corporate sponsors. Now, there's a logic to this because one of the rookie mistakes that people make is not asking for enough money. Now, and most people are surprised by that because a lot of people start out in their sponsor outreach and they think, well, I'll ask for $500 or $1,000, and you know what? If you ask for that amount of money, 
especially if you're dealing with the big corporates like the ones I've mentioned to you, it's mm-hmm. not worth their time. They're not going to take you seriously. And, you know, just imagine, you know, we all know what's going on in corporate America. There's downsizing. So you've got one person doing the work of, like, you know, three of their coworkers who aren't there at the company anymore. Is it worth their time if you're asking for $500? No, not worth their time. Plus, you're establishing that you don't have any value from the get-go. And that's really not good. But if you ask for five figures, like say the $10,000 is your bottom level, it's worth their time. They're going to say, hey, you know, maybe we should look at this, you know, because there's some value attached to it. And sponsorship decisions are made usually in teams. That's why the proposal is so important. And what they do is they take your proposal, they take, and they, they pass it on to their colleagues. And it's just, just not worth their time to do that if you're not asking for enough money. And then lastly, it just it takes as much work to, to get the $500 as it does the $10,000. So you might as well have the bigger reward. Mm-hmm. And you said that's per year. So you're that talking is about- per year renewable. And I mentioned multi-year contracts because uh, I like to get sponsorships for the year. I do not like event sponsorships. Uh, okay. Event sponsorships are when you get sponsorships. Let's say you have an event coming up. Uh, let's say, in October. Uh, So you get the sponsorship for October, and then when you have your next event coming up in February, you have to ask again. I like getting a sponsorship for the whole year, and you bundle all of your events that you do for the year. Now, this includes the, the live events and the online events. So if you do an online teaching or an online training, that's considered an event. So you bundle all of your benefits. You're going to get more money, you're going to be more successful with your sponsors, and you're going to get more renewals because a year is a good time, a good amount of time to form a relationship with your sponsor. And like I said before, sponsorship is a relationship business. And that's how I've gotten uh, from some of my sponsors, like three, four, five-year renewals, uh, multi-year contracts. Wow, impressive. So, Linda, tell us a little bit about the format of of a, uh, a sponsorship package, your proposal. Would that be done like in PowerPoint or just a Word doc, electronic format, print format? What are we looking at? Yeah, and I've asked a lot of my sponsors because, you know, different people tell you different things. Some tell you PowerPoint, some tell you Word doc, some tell you, you know, you have to have a really nice design. Um, I've designed a a proprietary sponsor proposal template, and it is done in a Word document just because most people know how to do a Word document, uh, and and either a Word document or a PowerPoint is fine, as long as it's easy to read, as long as it's not a huge attachment because they hate big attachments, (laughs) Uh, and as long as it's it's done well, and as long as it uh, really – here's something. You need to get to the point – not ramble, because a lot of people ramble in their sponsor proposals. And then the second thing is you need to remember that it's about them and not about you. So people, like, talk incessantly about what they do, like, oh, here's, here's what I do. Isn't this great? Well, yeah, but you need to talk about what you do and how it, it relates to the sponsor, how you're going to add value to that company. Because remember, it is about them and not about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is important. Okay. 
So when we create this proposal, tell, talk a little bit, if you're done on this topic, I'm curious about approaching the sponsors. How do we, how do we find the right person in a company? And do you have any tips on approaching them initially to get that initial meeting? Sure, sure. Absolutely. The, the department to ask for, the best department to ask for is the marketing department. Write that down. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've gotten to a lot of these, you know, companies like Bank of America. Uh, you know, I saw a billboard for Bank of America, and I said it was a woman business owner on the billboard. <laughs> and I said, hey, that'd be kind of fun. So I just called Bank of America and asked for the marketing department. I had no contact with Bank of America. So you call and you ask for the marketing department. That is the best department because the marketing department has, like, a healthy budget. They've got, you know, mm-hmm. good money in that particular budget, and all the marketing department does all day is spend money to promote the company. Let me give you a couple of other, uh, com- you know, departments, okay? okay. Uh, one is communications. One of them is uh, strategic partnerships. Another one is public relations or public affairs. And then another one is community relations or brand management. But not every company has brand management. But if you try the marketing department, they will lead you to the right department. Okay. And what about um, diversity managers in charge of programs uh, for they diversity? They usually don't have a great budget in, the, in supplier ah, diversity. Okay. If there's nothing else, it's okay. But usually they don't have a really great budget because each department has different budgets and different budget mm-hmm. cycles. Okay. And at this point, when you make that initial contact, if you're fortunate enough to get through to the right person, <laughs> are you are you offering to email this proposal? Are you asking for a face-to-face meeting? What are we doing? Okay. My favorite ways to contact companies are phone and email. Okay. And I grew up like with actual conversations like, like you did. So, <laughs> and because remember, it's a relationship business, and you could re- develop the relationship and the rapport and the bonding with a conversation. So I like to try them by phone. If you can't get them by phone, shoot them an email. But your objective is to get a meeting. And the meeting could either be a telephone meeting or an in-person meeting. Uh, because you're usually, if you want to, to get the big bucks, you're going to have to have a conversation. Okay. And what do we need to know about the sponsor and their company and and their goals before really getting into that conversation? Oh, great question. Well, um, you go to the website, and on the website, what I like to do is go to the press room on the website. If they have a press room, uh, where it, it, that's a good place to go because then you see how they language their company you see the press releases that they put out about their company, and that's a good place to go. You could okay. go to Investor Relations. You could go to the About Us page on their website. But the best thing to do is in your initial conversation, ask them. You know, people get really nervous about their first conversation with a prospective sponsor because, you know, even if they're, you know, they've had years of sales training or years of speaking in front of the groups on the platform or marketing, you know, it's something new that that they're just doing for the first time. So what you do is you ask more questions than you talk. So you ask the sponsor, you say, well, tell me about your company. Tell me, you know, what your goals are, what your objectives are. Tell me about your upcoming campaigns. Tell me about the demographics that you're trying to reach and get them to open up to you. Don't go into your presentation immediately. And then after they tell you a couple of things, 
then you could go into your presentation and say, oh, okay, here's what you've told me you want to accomplish. Here's how I can help you with that. Mm, I love that. Perfect. And earlier in our conversation, Linda, you said that one of the biggest mistakes that, that people who are new to this make is asking for too little money. What other kinds of mistakes do you see newbies making? I see newbies making the mistake of not, would we call it not promising deliverables, which is meaning it, the, the proposals are so vague that sponsors really don't know what they're offering. So, um, mm-hmm. like, remember I gave you that whole laundry list of the benefits? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So instead of saying, you know, like, uh, there, there's a whole way of getting media sponsors, so we'll just kind of take that you can have access to some media. So instead of saying you'll get media, say, well, one of our media sponsors is the Hometown Business Journal, and the Hometown Business Journal has a circulation of 60,000 people making over $100,000 per year. So see, that would get sponsored more than just saying, oh, we'll provide media exposure for you, because that's too vague. So you've got to promise something that's a deliverable, and and vagueness is the enemy of success uh, in the sponsor world. Okay. So then that makes me think about the groundwork that we have to lay before we're even approaching sponsors. You're talking about media contacts and speaking engagements. And um, what are some of the things you say to somebody who's, and we've only got two minutes to our final break, so I'll probably, I'll pose this question. You can think about it. Um, Some of the things that you would say to someone who is really, really just starting out, they don't necessarily have all of the the ducks in a row for, for sponsorship um what is some of the groundwork that they can lay approaching you know media people for partnerships and a non-profit perhaps because that's popular those kinds of things right okay well sponsorship is a way to add some creative funding to finally finance those dreams that you've had for all these years and finally get it going and I don't know about you, Marla, but I'm just feeling something in the air that this is the year that people are going to really yeah. leave their legacy and, and live their dreams. So I'm going to tell you how to do that. If you're just starting out, how to really get those sponsors when we come back. Okay, that is perfect. And I'd like to encourage everyone here again to go on over to Linda's website, wealthybaglady.com, but also check out the article that Linda and I have done over on Inc. Magazine online, and you'll find that at com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. It's a convoluted URL. So write that down, inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco, and you'll see the seven tips on securing a corporate sponsor. And next week here on The Million Dollar Mindset, what's your body really saying? Learn more about the verbal and nonverbal communication skills that are going to make or break you in your success. Uh, speaker and author and trainer Sharon Saylor is going to join us here on the Million Dollar Mindset next week. And you can find me at MarlaTabaka.com. We'll be back here on the Million Dollar Mindset in just a couple of minutes.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVent Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management. The holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent Live, every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here with the author of the number one best-selling book, Bags to Riches, Seven Success Secrets for Women in Business, Linda Hollander. Linda, we went into break with a laundry list, so pick it up from there. Okay. <laughs> and I want to talk about people that are just getting started because sponsorships, what you're going to do is say, okay, if I, gave, if I got $100,000 tomorrow, what would I do with it? And that is what you're going to put in your sponsor offering. You're going to put, hey, I'm going to do this event. I'm going to speak here. I'm going to do blog posts. Sponsors will pay you for surveys. Sponsors will pay you for articles. Sponsors will pay you for media, for being interviewed. Uh, so write down what you would do if you had uh, $100,000. And that's what you're going to ask for, for your sponsors. That's what you're going to tell them you're going to do because there's something in the sponsor world where it's kind of an as-if scenario. And this is when I started to teach this because they, you're saying, Mr. Sponsor, when you give me your money, here's what I'm going to do with your money. And remember to be specific. So you don't have to have your whole speaking calendar planned. You don't have to have your whole business calendar planned, but have enough juicy benefits that you can offer that particular corporate sponsor. Uh, and if you have any questions, just go to WealthyBagLady.com and click the contact page, and you can ask me about it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. 
All right. So much to know. My goodness. <laughs> uh, so, oh, my goodness, I lost my question. I had This is really quite easy. I'm, I'm trying to make something yeah. that is so that people think is really sophisticated, easy, because to do my first sponsor proposal, it took me six months and it took me seventy five thousand dollars. And it was, Ooh. you know, it was not an easy road to travel. And that was 12 years ago. So I have programs. And I've boiled it down to just a few steps where you can get this done because I want people to, you know, we've all been taught, you know, to, to have big dreams and, and to leave a legacy. And, but, you know, it, it takes funding to really create those dreams, and that's where sponsors come in. Mm-hmm. Linda, talk to us a little bit about in-kind sponsors. What are in-kind sponsors? In-kind sponsors are also called trade sponsors, and this is where no money changes hands, but it is a lot of value in in-kind sponsorships. And the biggest in-kind sponsorships is media. And you can, you know, I've gotten $25,000 worth of radio advertising, and I didn't spend a dime because I worked out a deal with a radio station where I basically just gave them a booth and I gave them a couple of mentions, and they gave me a lot of free advertising. Um, So the big secret is a lot of what you hear and see and read in the new media, the online media, and the traditional media uh, is done in in in-kind sponsorships. Also, you know, you could get hotel rooms. You can get trips and airlines and rental cars and all that, all those really cool things. If you're doing an event, you know, food and beverage is a big expense. You know, one of my clients, got ocean spray to pay for all the food and beverage, saved her thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, And that's where in-kind sponsorships come in because in-kind is extremely valuable. Plus, there's a lot of me too in the sponsor world. So, you know, when when sponsors see that you've gotten another sponsor, like let's say with my client, she got ocean spray, then it led to other sponsors for her too. So you could use the in-kind sponsors to bring in the cash sponsors. Mm-hmm. And for authors out there, I have a friend who, who wrote a book and wanted to go on the road with his wife for six months promoting this book in different cities. And so what he did is he approached Southwest Airlines and said, look, you fly us to X number of cities and X number of months, uh, both of us, and I'll mention you in my book. And he did, and they did. <laughs> so Southwest is a great sponsor. I've worked with them, too. Yeah, yeah, they are. So very good. Um Can we talk about the trend toward real people? Because I want to let people know about that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because, you know, there's been a lot in the the news about, you know, the mega celebrities and, you know, how they can implode. uh, Yes, yes. (laughs) Because they could get into all kinds of trouble uh, and create image issues for their sponsors. So there's a trend now for sponsors to go for real people who are grounded and people that are kind of known in their circle, like your friend who's an author, you know, he has fans and people who read his books and a certain following. And, you know, we all have certain followings for our businesses. Uh, but they want to go for, for people like us, you know, who, who have integrity and who, who are, are grounded in, in, in real core values. Uh, because when they, they found that when they go for the mega celebrities, uh, there's some landmines there, and there's some, some, there could be some issues there with a lot of people. Uh, so it's kind of a good thing, the, the uproar that's going on in the sponsor world for people like us, because uh, that's where they're investing. 
Mm-hmm. So, so how, how would they know going in that I am a person of integrity, that I am what they're looking for? Is it simply judgment or do I bring testimonials in with me on, about my work and the things, the people I've touched? What's the best way to show that? Testimonials is part of the sponsor proposal, so they're going to read your testimonials. You're also going to put your advisory board in your sponsor proposal. I didn't have time to go over everything, but um, and the advisory board is kind of your mastermind team, and most of us know the concept of the mastermind, have mastermind groups and teams. Uh, so, you know, we, you tell them that you surround yourself uh, with people who are ethical and, and good hearts and minds, and then, you know, you've got great testimonials. But usually it's just going to be the way you and I kind of feel out who's a good person to work with and who's not. They usually just kind of go with their gut. Okay. And, Linda, how do these sponsors measure success? What, what criteria that do they use to know if they want to renew next year? Oh, that's a great question. Um, they measure success by, let's see, well, if they do something like couponing, like what I talked about with Staples, they see how many coupons have been redeemed. So there's ways okay. to get hard data that they measure. <clears throat> but a lot of it is goodwill. A lot of it, you know, because let's say you have a bank sponsor and somebody goes to the bank and opens an account but doesn't really remember it was because you led them there. Um, mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of goodwill uh, that, that's in the sponsor world, too. So there's both the hard data and then the goodwill. Uh, and then, of course, what you do is you give them sponsor reports and you find the data for them. So you say, here's where I mentioned you in an interview. Here's who I talked to about your company. Uh, and you're going to give them a lot of the data. Oh, wonderful. So that's a really important thing for us to know right up front because we want to keep track of that, exactly. unlike the way many of us do our taxes, right? Exactly, so- yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, Linda, we have about four minutes left to the show. Is there any area that we didn't cover that, that you think is really critical here for us? Um, let's see. What didn't we cover? Um we talked about the real people we talked about a bunch of things mm-hmm. we did we covered a lot i think people are going to have to go back and listen to this show like three or four times to get all the notes that they that they're going to want to oh, have. let's talk about let's talk about some ways to 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 get sponsors okay okay um i want you to get out of your office <laughs> yeah, this is a good idea <laughs> and i know this is really hard because I get stuck in my office because I have, you know, clients to handle, and we all do that. Uh, but get out of your office um, and go to trade shows and go to seminars. And if you want to get corporate sponsors, you know, go to the exhibitors. And when, you know, the exhibitors aren't so busy, talk to whoever is running the booth, and it, I guarantee you it will not be the go-to, you know, the key influencer in the company that's going to green light a sponsorship for you, but ask them, say, who is in the marketing department, and let's say the woman's name is Sally, and she gives you uh, Ben, okay? So on her card, you take Sally's card, and you write Ben's name, and then when you call Ben, you say, oh, hi, Sally referred me to you. That's called the quality introduction, Mm -hmm. and with the quality introduction, you're going to get past the gatekeepers. Uh, and you're going to get to more of the people that you want to talk to. And a lot of my students and a lot of my clients have done that, and I've actually done that to get corporate sponsors. So 
you know, actually get out and, and talk to people. <laughs> and yeah. that's a really great way to, to get to the corporate sponsors. Important. All right. So, Linda, tell, tell us a little bit about some of the offerings that you have over on your website. How can you further assist our listeners? Um, well, I have actually a, a training that takes place in the a week and a half on February 6th called Attracting Corporate Sponsors. And if anybody is familiar with the teleclass format, it is done in a teleclass format, which is basically a conference call, and this is totally live and totally interactive. Uh, so you could just go to WealthyBagLady.com, and on the right uh, there's navigation bar, so click on Attracting Corporate Sponsors Teleclass. Uh, I have intermediate programs where we do the sponsor proposal for you. And then how you said, Marla, that you wanted somebody to hold your hand, uh, we have, you know, a high-level program where we uh, basically, it's a done-for-you service for the client where we create the proposal and we introduce them to the sponsors and we handle everything for them. You know, we send out uh, the letters, the correspondence, the uh, introductions, and then the follow-up because, you know, the follow-up is key. Um, so yeah. that's uh, that's our top level service. Uh, it's called Fund Your Dreams with Corporate Sponsors. It's an elite uh, program. So we basically have everything. But you know, check out the you know what we offer. We have home study courses that are very inexpensive. So we kind of run the gamut of of you know if whatever investment you want to make. We have something if you want to learn how to get corporate sponsors. And remember. We teach you how to get between ten and a hundred thousand dollars from each sponsor. How nice! How wonderful! Wow! Sign me up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Linda, you have been so incredibly generous with your knowledge here today, and and I'm sure our listeners appreciate that. I know that I do, and uh, I look forward to staying in touch with you and uh, and chatting again with you soon. And uh, remember, everyone, Linda's website is wealthybaglady.com. Where can we find you in social media, Linda? Um, usually my handle is Wealthy Bag Lady or Linda Hollander on the social media. Okay, and that's H-O-L-L-A-N-D-E-R. That is Thank- correct, yes. Okay. Thank you for being with us today, Linda. Oh, Marla, you are such a gem. Thank you so much. Your show is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And don't forget to join us next week on the Million Dollar Mindset with Sharon Saylor. Learn what your body is really and truly saying and and how you can actually engage in verbal and nonverbal communication skills that will help to boost your success and boost your likelihood of getting a corporate sponsor. So this is a good one to piggyback on this week's show. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you here next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 